5: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
2: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode is one of our deep dives. We're going to dive deep into the past, in particular, the Force Awakens teaser trailer from the far ago year of 2014. I'm excited to dive into that. I'm Joseph Scripshaw.
1: I'm Ken suck and I'm laughing because that's not long ago. Oh, my God, it's three lifetimes ago. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Right, it is so many different cycles of thought in life ago, and yet it does absolutely feel like yesterday to me. So that's what makes it fun and interesting to look back on as we get into right around the time where it was uh, released, but many years ago. But first, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are continuing to recommend Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. It is a great new High Republic story. So if you're interested in that, you can download your free audiobook right now by going to audibletrial.com slash One more time, audibletrial.com slash for a free audiobook. But there is still
1: more, 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 I say. We have another offer from our friends at Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books. And they're offering 35% off across their website if you use this special link, insideeditions.com discount. Slash FC thirty five. This week we're recommending the Inside Editions book, The Secrets of the Sith. We did the review, the deep dive on it a little bit ago. Great book, uh, and uh, you know, if you don't want that one or you already have it, don't worry. There's more Inside Edition uh, Star Wars book, Game of Thrones books, other things, and more Star Wars books on the way. And you can use this link, inside dot slash discount slash FC thirty five. All right, just let's go back in time.
2: Yeah, we're going to time travel. I want to insert a TARDIS sound effect, but I'm not good at making it with my mouth, so I won't do that. I'll just say this, Candette. It, it was a long time ago, right? In a social media landscape that now seems far, far away that the Force Awakens teaser trailer was released. It was Black Friday, November 2014. We did not even know these characters' names yet. The movie was over a year out, and this was our first glimpse at the next generation of big screen Star Wars. So uh, we're gonna break it down a little bit, but we're also gonna talk about it in general. So I just want to start with, uh, where were you when you saw
1: it? Was it an event for you? Uh, it was buried in another event, that event called Black Friday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, t- November 28th, 2014, I was a uh, security director, Of the Northridge Fashion Center in Northridge, California. Some of you might know it as the uh, mall that collapsed in the 1994 earthquake. Uh, I had been there for a long time. A lot of people know that story. Another part of my life, the day job that wouldn't quit, but uh, I was there and here is, I was was a suit and tie wearing director of public safety, but my office was full of Game of Thrones and Star Wars toys. So, (laughs) and I've talked about before too, how I even got in trouble for that. Um, in the middle of that chaos, in the middle of all that chaos, and by this time I was doing the stuff for Schmoes, No uh, Jedi Alliance, and the Popcorn Talk Networks. So I was, you know, plugged into that geek, geekscape, that geek culture, and knew the thing was coming. Uh, was excited, and me and my assistant director, a uh, great guy named Jason. Uh, uh same thing kind of uh you know rough and tumble for former sh- uh, sheriff deputy from texas who was like can i tell you a secret i love star wars and game of thrones is like you have come <laughs> to the right spot uh it is okay here and we uh huddled at my office computer um and not a giant screen either but brought it on up and i remember him kind of being uh, over and almost on my shoulder as we watched that <laughs> for the first time and amidst, uh, amidst uh, all the chaos of uh, black friday shopping days at the
2: so on that i I totally forgot you would have still been at that job so on that black friday like obviously there are are horror stories that make it out about you know literal uh, uh fist fights and mm. smash glass like mm. were you dealing with like a level of actual horror like that in the midst of watching bb8
1: roll along yeah no by then by the time it was, it was i want to remember do i remember correctly it's like kind of Late morning, early afternoon that I don't know. I believe here in LA. Yeah, it was for us. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Time. I mean, that would have been my second to last black Friday. I worked about 30 hours and then my last black Friday, I worked 31 hours. I would sleep on the floor. Ah. So the horror had already passed. Like, I mean, you're talking like that was the year a group uh, at at 10 PM on Thanksgiving night ripped, uh, ripped our glass doors down to get into the mall because we uh, weren't opening till midnight. That, that kind of stuff happened all the time. So the horrors had happened and I had just been in the office like, what a perfect way to catch my breath, Star Wars, new Star Wars. <laughs> you,
2: I, I would imagine, then really took the narration about the dark and the light to heart, <laughs> <Yeah>. right?
1: <laughs> I was like, hey, that lightsaber <laughs> that guy has, I'd like to have one now.
2: <laughs> I need one for security. <laughs> yeah, This weird lightsaber with the cross guard energy, it is yep. for security. Uh, it is to protect whatever dolls are popular this year amazing <laughs> uh yeah for myself i had a much calmer time i feel guilty now uh oh, no. you know i was definitely plugged into talking about star wars more but uh on social media um not as much you know out and about on shows yet or certainly doing <laughs> podcasts uh about it um and uh, you know i was happy that it was a kind of a group conversation but uh comedy has always been a big part of my life but that was my main uh, focus I'm a comedian and a writer so my response to something is like uh, at, at the time it, I was not convinced that anybody gave a damn about my sincere Star Wars opinion yes, right yeah <laughs> so it was a little bit more like I'm watching this for me and my soul and then you know oh, what kind of joke might I make um but it was you know this was kind of an interesting Uh, Thanksgiving holiday for myself and my wife because this was our first uh holiday in Los Angeles, and Mm. you know, we weren't flying home. And uh, for us, it had been like Thanksgiving was two to three stops, right? (laughs) Right, it was not a relaxing uh day off necessarily. And I usually, Black Friday was usually like, I have nothing to do with shopping, I'm Mm. writing whatever show, holiday show that I'm running late on, you know, right? Right. Um, so for me, I you know I didn't have a big holiday show. We didn't have eight places to run to. Uh, my wife was making a tofurkey, and it was this re- or had already the day before. And then this was our just a day off. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I remember it just being so peaceful and such a bonus that uh, this is this is already a great holiday, and now there's new Star Wars. And I sat at my computer, and my wife was over my shoulder, uh, probably uh, just as close as your co-worker, uh, watched it, loved it, tweeted some jokes, had a
1: warm feeling, and went on with my life. <laughs> and went on. Ima- imagine that, watching a Star Wars trailer and just going on with your day. Yeah, I mean, it, it,
2: yeah, it's funny because it is that 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 combination of, like, I did have thoughts in that, but, you know, I'm, it's fun to remember a different time. It's not like I'm wishing it was that time. I'm happy that when a trailer comes out, i get to record and talk about it and think about it in this different oh, way uh so i don't want it to come off that way but what was your overall emotional reaction to it did you were in, already in the well i'm going to talk about this on a broadcast so did yeah. that color it what, what was your overall reaction
1: yeah and that would have been i think um that following monday i would have been on jedi alliance uh with I th- yeah, hadn't had left the show yet so it would have been us uh, but I wasn't thinking of it as we do now right where like oh i better i better freeze frame and 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 break down and and again I'm with you too like I love that that's what we do now and get to do now um instead it, it was just like watch again watch it again and uh, just pure joy and we're going to break down the little moments again everything but but there's a lot of things yeah right who's that I oh, I don't know that's that's an actor called Daisy Ridley I don't know that's the, the guy from the Cohen brothers movie there's a lot of that going on that Falcon hits and that just was i it was the greatest thing in my life to that point point right you know it's just like it just all else uh was was noise it was just that and and so it was just really pure unadulterated joy yeah
2: I think I was very much in the same spot I remember my main reaction being that you know it'd been like two two plus years right to kind of wonder what this new star Wars was gonna look like right. from the announcement in in two thousand twelve and i I think that's the thing that if I had any sort of fan like am I gonna like this (laughs) right I just love that it to me it looked like Star Wars but new that Mm -hmm. I would look well when we go through kind of beat by beat we'll discuss some of those moments for me but there are designs that were like that doesn't look like anything I've seen in Star Wars and yet it looks totally like Star Wars and Mm -hmm. I was just over the moon about that you know Mm -hmm. um and i love not knowing i i just uh that has increased the (laughs) love of uh, being truly only teased by teaser trailers this was such a great tease and i love being teased i love being like i don't know who any of these people are (laughs) right (laughs) and i get to guess but then the big thing yes the uh Mm. the falcon flipping around that music was just so thrilling it really was you know, we've gone through this cycle. We've talked a lot about of being original trilogy fans. And it seems like it, it's really gone. Then there's some books and some video games. Right. Uh, and then there's a special edition and the prequels, but it's different. Right, right. And then, oh, and then it was very much like, you know, George Lucas doing the rounds of uh, Revenge of the Sith doing, saying, I did it. I finished Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is done. It's over. You know, it's <laughs> so like, okay, here we go again. It's coming back again. And and just mm-hmm. the power of that music and seeing yeah. uh, the Falcon. Was It was truly just joyful.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, there's there's video out there of me talking about it, both on Schmo's and Jedi Alliance. I did not review it going into this episode. I, I love doing these kind of, you and I taking these little memory lane walkabouts. I, I love going with the gut reaction and almost the images and, 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 and fleeting memories I have versus what I actually said on a show that week. And I just remember... All, all I wanted to focus on was how how kind of real it looked, and yeah, it was a little bit of a comparison to the prequels and and some of the way that it felt. But uh, I'm with you; it was just like I didn't know what is so lost, but man, that looked like the Star Wars uh, I played in my backyard. Uh, yeah. Which you're not saying against the prequels or Clone Wars or anything, but just that, like, okay, and then and that. So that was so effective for that; it just it tapped into that joy.
2: It did absolutely tap into that joy. So I I did want to ask you about now looking back on it with fresh eyes now that we've been through uh, years of uh, teaser trailers and, you know, it's such a big part of uh, our lives and our careers to analyze Star Wars and discuss it. When you look back at that trailer with fresh eyes for this episode, Mm -hmm. is, is there anything that strikes you differently about the trailer in the big picture?
1: Only that it just, the old, you can make the old, oh, they were all babies joke, but even for the franchise, oh, we were all babies back then. And I look at the trailer and it does, it does, a, it does a really good job of just setting up what's coming. There's been an awakening, <laughs> dark side, light side, fear, hope, all these things that are there. I wasn't necessarily digging into those themes on that day and maybe even for a while, but it's all there. And I think it does such a good job. It's, it's definitely Star Wars trailers are, are, are celebrated for a reason. Uh, I mean, you know, you can get Mark Ellis talk about the Phantom Menace trailer teaser trailer for hours if you want. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh and this this still holds up for that. That you, know, you looking back with fresh eyes, this still works. I still get excited.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it absolutely works. Uh, but I. Th- the thing that really struck me now that we've had so many years of discussion about the balance of old and new ones in star Wars and the debate of is, you know, that was the main criticism of the force awakens. Is it, is it too safe? Is it too much like the original trilogy? Um, this is an era I think where, um, the, the people who grew up with the prequel trilogy were, were just starting to be loud and proud about it. Right. Just timeline wise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so going back and looking at it with fresh eyes, uh, there is a uh, line of dialogue from Twin Peaks that I couldn't get out of my head, which is uh, that kind of gum you like is going to come back in style.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is uh, something that is said uh, to Cooper, Agent Cooper, in a dream, and then it gets uh, used as a clue that can be deciphered. But it, it, and it's uh, when Twin Peaks came back, bo- both the creators, Mark Frost and David Lynch, that's how they announced it. They tweeted that line that kind of gummy like is going to come back in style Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is it is so the original trilogy mood aesthetic Mm -hmm. energy right Mm -hmm. uh and i don't mean this as a criticism i think that was the goal and they knocked it out of the galactic park right yeah just that simplicity of it is the dark versus the light it is The Star Wars, it it looks like Star Wars, but also it's new, which I always always think is a part of Star Wars. But, Mm -hmm. you know, X-Wings, Stormtroopers, TIE Fighters, the Falcon, uh, some of them looking more revamped uh, uh, than others and some just like coming back to life. Um, I think that it it gives it this overall feeling of this thing that you thought was gone is not. It is Mm -hmm. It, it the overwhelming feeling to me just watching this teaser is that the awakening feels like it is about us, the audience, just as much, if not more, than anything going on in the film,
1: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 uh, and I think it's even the, the, the fact that it's, uh, when we say it has like original trilogy vibes, it really does have that new hope vibes, sand, stormtroopers, X Wings. Millennium Falcon, and I think it worked uh, it, pulling pulling it in uh, pulling us in from that angle, and it had to it had to uh, around that time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: and just the simplicity of dark versus light, right? I mean, that's kind yeah. of the conversation when A New Hope came out, and wasn't even called a New Hope yet. Was people were saying this is a breath of fresh air? It's just a nice story about dark versus light, and eh, that gets a little bit more uh, uh, complicated in in Empire and Return of the Jedi, but that was still if you kind of ask a person on the street about the original trilogy, what's it about? "Eh, It's about, you know, the, the, the good guys, the heroes, they beat the bad guys, you know? And then the, the prequels come out and like, it's about how all institutions can rot. (laughs) You know, it's much, the prequels are much more complicated. Yeah. So even that expression of it is the bad guys versus the good guys. It's the dark versus the light. It's the hope versus the fear. It's this clear battle of the ages and it's back, you know? Mm Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, baby, it was back.
2: Yeah. Very powerful. <laughs> so, looking back uh, to that time, what do you think of this uh, promotion strategy? The fact that it came out uh, a year before Ooh. the film and on a holiday weekend where everybody's social media thumbs were open and available except for uh the security guards at malls
1: that's <laughs> no, even then we were we were um it's crazy it's kind of bonkers uh i think it'll spoil us in a way just to think if you had a year out remember all those things yeah you know, we still get the where's the trailer where's the trailer uh talk which just Means we just really want it, but I, I think part of it is we want to feel something like this again, and so far out and just be ready for it and spend a year talking about it. It's it's bonkers to me it took that, that that far ahead, and 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 I think it worked because it it felt like such a fast year, you know. Yeah. It was like boom, it was up and running. That was that was the, you you were still breaking down a hundred and you know, something seconds of, of footage uh, <laughs> uh, for a year before you got something uh, the full trailer. So I think it worked. I I, I, and I don't think, I don't think we'll ever really see that again. I don't think so.
2: No, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if we, we can, or if it works or if it'd be wise, but I did yeah. just really love that feeling. I think part of what made me have that warm feeling is, you know, obviously there can, not everybody celebrates the same holidays and, and there are mm-hmm. things about it that are stressful. Like, Black Friday at a mall, yeah, no yeah. joke. But in general, if one can unlock that feeling of holidays, of being warm, cozy, right. <laughs> not as many of us at work, there, there was a power to having it come out then of like, this is a cherry on top of, you know, the the Sunday of a holiday. Um, so I, I really like that time period. Maybe that is just because... The trailers are coming out at just such odd, weird times of like it's yeah. Tuesday at two o'clock. Stop everything you're doing, huge trailer, and you don't know, you know, yeah. Uh, so that that coming out at a time where there's some kind of elbow room to digest it was really nice.
1: Yeah, and there's something to be said for you know the news cycle changed fast then, but it's probably even faster now, for better or worse. Uh, and and that this came out and and we had that year to breathe uh, that that's what i don't know if we'll see again you know um you know if if the ahsoka trailer comes out tomorrow it's not they haven't even really shot it right but the ahsoka trailer comes out tomorrow and it's like 2023 we'll be like what what are you talking about Uh, uh you know it's just not the way it works and i think a lot of that is just as the speed of social media picked up even from 2014 it seems like it didn't pick up it did it's a different speed now even then and it's it was an old school vibe plus they have to reclaim not reclaim they're claiming that time as Star Wars we're so used to May and we all wanted remember there was some of that like it's December that's not a Star Wars no movies do big money in December what are you talking about Um, so to have them kind of be like hey a year from now at this time when you think of Thanksgiving and Black Friday and family and holidays you're going to start thinking about Star Wars I think that worked as well too
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love the. That's such a great point because I remember uh, at, at the time of Force weekends is just about to come out, uh, I was then hosting Jedi Alliance and I remember yeah. getting so many questions and comments and saying, like, you are all over uh, hyping what this movie is going to do at the box office. Like, December movies just don't make that much money. And that, <laughs> that was, it was a massive change, right? And now here we are, like, uh, this big Spider Man movie coming out in mid December. And there's no question
4: <laughs>
2: that. It, the only question of money would be COVID related, not December related, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I forget the exact, I think one of the, maybe one of the hunger games movies did okay. That was, and it didn't break a hundred million. Right. I was like yeah. every, every week on schmoes, we're having those conversations. You're so right. It was, that was a lot of the, lot of the dialogue. Yeah.
2: And for the year out, the full year out. Um, yeah. Obviously they, they have rebels going, right. Um, they've got books coming out, but they're not getting out in front of any other project. And mm-hmm. I saw some people reacting, uh, having discussions about social media, about, you know, Disney Plus Day of like, well, why weren't there more trailers? And like, well, because Book of Boba Fett is the next thing and we don't want to get in front of ourselves. Right. Uh, and maybe it is a, a past time, but mm. maybe not. Uh, we'll see. But I, I did like having like a whole year for just this kind of uh, what became kind of iconic images to live in your head.
1: Right. Oh yeah, cuz I'd be at work on like a Wednesday morning sipping a cup of coffee and going, "Yeah, I'm going to watch it again." <laughs> right? And some of the images from that ended
2: up being I think just would have been iconic from the film itself, but some of them are iconic because they're in the teaser trailer.
1: Oh yeah, including, you know, one that's not even in the movie, right? Which is yep, probably more iconic than even stuffed up in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember
2: just being shocked in the film of like that shot's kind of in there, but not exactly. It was what yeah. amazing yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have had many, many trailers since then in the modern age, teasers, half teasers, full knowledge, teaser twists, uh, who knows all the terminology, uh, everything in between with trailers. Where does this land for you? I know you're a, a fan of mm-hmm. uh, the trailers in general.
1: Is this one of the best? I, I yeah, I definitely put it top 10. I I think the the next one to come out, uh, which is it's true, all of it and Chewy, we were Home, that kind of that whole thing. Um. Well, no, no, just Chewie, we were home. Uh, excuse me. Um, that's probably just higher on my list a little bit. But this, because only because you look at this one, and it, it is like, oh, just so simple. You know, just a couple shots from Jakku and all we got. Uh, but I, I think that Falcon moment itself, the circus VO, it, it still adds up to just a great experience watching it even this morning. It just kind of gets you really amped up for Star Wars overall, just to see that Falcon, just to see this. X-Wing's coming over the water. Uh, It still works. so I'm still putting it top 10.
2: Yeah, for me, it is definitely top 10. I think it's pretty high up, I think, in terms of my just subjective desire of what I want out of a trailer is I I want to feel as much enthusiasm as possible with the least amount of information. That's my formula for I love out of a trailer because I I want people to be excited. I want to be excited, but I want the story to be the story. Um, And this is oh man it's great right because it it knows its job which is exactly what you said just get hyped just want to go flying uh zipping through the air like the falcon that's what we want you to feel like let me on that falcon (laughs) let me on this ride it is truly a teaser the the glimpses are so short and it's even the way it's cut with like kind of it it doesn't go right from one scene to the other It goes all the way to black and then presents you with another snippet it is almost dreamlike right it
1: is not narrative it's so much room to dream uh t- yeah and and wildly speculate right but yeah and and, and yeah that it, it, it did work and it, this this one almost works um and again it's that year lead-up time it is almost a little movie that i watched not in the sense of a narrative and a a through b plot but just like this is all the new star wars i had so i watched it it was dreamlike because this was like this was worth a movie to me the this minute and a half
2: yeah and then i think the other thing that makes it great for me just as a the trailer the way it's cut uh it has a sense of urgency like oh, yeah. that's a choice uh that you that you can make with trailers obviously but particularly with star wars because some of them like slow down and try to make you feel the emotion of it or the sweeping grandeur of it or you know the mm-hmm. weight of it and this one does make you feel the weight of it but it's so much more f- focused on urgency and thrill right this isn't slow down and you know really remember how luke skywalker made you feel when he looked at the twin sunsets Mm -hmm. right like everyone is uh is popping into frame literally physically moving igniting Mm -hmm. a blade concerned about what's behind them there's this great it makes you ask what's at stake you watch that teaser and this is one of the questions that came to my mind back in the day of like it seems like everybody's upset about stuff but i don't know (laughs) what it is and i want to know what are you running from?
1: Why are you breathing so heavy? What's yeah. going on?
2: What, what is, what, what's that ball
1: droid running from? Cause it looks really urgent. I, yeah. It works so well. There's this, everyone uh, running from uh what appears to be darkness and then the, yeah, the Falcon, it's it's not the, the the dark side and the light and here's uh Han Luke and Leia. It's like it's the Falcon, the thing that spirits you around the galaxy, um, creating hope as it goes, uh, running into fears as, as it goes. I, I love the the use of that and and it's and it's almost funny because it's like you know you're piecing together these shots. like you said they're literally afraid of what's going on, what's behind them what's chasing them, and that's just uh, such a, a, a an energy versus the things that come and I love the trailers that come after. Not just with Force Awakens. You touched upon it, but they all have that. They have. They take the music, and uh, they all have that oh, around the time it says this December, right? Every time mm-hmm. it would say this December, it was like, dun, 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 nah, and you're thinking, yeah, you're crying because you're seven again, and it's. Just, it, but this does not have that. It is just go go go. Dark side in the light. Love that. Love yeah. that. Love it that.
2: has the the main theme. It has the adventure serial. It has mm-hmm. let's go on an adventure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. listen to your uncle. Go see Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> uh did you have any speculation based on this trailer that was wildly correct or wildly incorrect that you were on? I I, do,
1: I yeah, I I this is where I was tempted to go. I just have I struggle with going to watch old videos and shows that I was on. I just I just I can't go back. But um I was I I was tempted cuz I want to see was there anything um and there probably was. Uh I was uh, a Plagueis staffer. You know, I, I was in that church for a while, uh, just because, you know, why wouldn't you be, you see the, what's on there, what's going on. You're asking those questions. Um, I think, I think I had a bigger, whatever circus was playing. I can't remember when we learned he was uh, a creature called Snoke yet. I can't remember that. It was just circus. Um, I, I think I had, uh, more th- thoughts that he was going to be more involved, probably more wild theories about that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense.
2: Um, did you get into a lot of speculation about who who is whose kid?
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I, and I, I think you could piece together pretty early on. Finn, or who we know would come to know as Finn, was probably going to be a stormtrooper that didn't stick around. You know, like that. I remember that one being kind of a prediction a lot of folks got right before even like. Larry Kasdan said it, something about it <laughs> yeah. right because
2: there you you watch it and there's just that question of like uh you know it's not uh you know uncommon to see a rebel wearing stormtrooper armor right. yeah but yeah they, they whip the helmet off so you know is, is that an agent who's crashed after a raid or is that a stormtrooper
1: yeah yeah and by the second teaser you could start to put together like oh I, I remember I remember thinking, oh so he escapes in a TIE fighter and crashes. Like, I, I, yeah. so, um, that, that was where it was. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the man we want, would know is Kylo Ren. I think I wasn't certain on, but yeah, Ray. I mean, I probably broke down every frame of that thing just to be like, well, <laughs> her cheekbones look like Padme. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, absolutely. I was on board for, uh, all those theories. Uh, and why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be watching?
2: Yeah, that? absolutely. Anakin's clone obvious from the cheekbones. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. I think I remember thinking about it because, but because, you know, I I didn't feel a need to pontificate on that, you know, at, at the time, I think just, I was, I remember just being excited about the possibilities and, Mm -hmm. and wondering, like I had not followed the EU closely, but I knew, you know, the, of, of solo children turning to the dark side or solo child rather. Um, so being curious of like, is that the cloaked figure? What's going on with that? Um, how you know obviously I didn't think that they are going to follow the exact story or- and yeah. new Jedi order and Chewie's going to be killed by a moon but I was like in terms of like well what could happen I was curious about that but wasn't like really like I'm staking money on it you know yeah uh my biggest speculation that I feel has uh, panned out to be uh, relatively correct is that BB-8 was going to be a big star
1: yeah yes oh a lot of conversation about bb8 again i still think that was a great choice to feature yeah uh, bb8 the big star so there you go you're right you're right on it yeah nailed it absolutely i'm going to vegas later today (laughs) i mean Uh, he was on a bag of oranges biggest star in the world
2: (laughs) yeah yep and where's bb8 now he's coming back he's coming back in a big way i'm sure uh Anyway, that's our kind of uh, big picture look. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to just break down this uh, very, very short teaser trailer and see how long we take to do it. We'll be back in a while.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. And we are back to continue our discussion of the Force Awakens teaser trailer from the far away time of November 2014, 2014. So, Ken, uh, Force Center did not yet exist in November of uh, 2014 to do a breakdown, uh, but we're going to now for fun. <laughs> this entire thing is about uh, one minute and 20 seconds of actual content. Uh going to describe each piece and we'll discuss a little bit. So... The trailer starts with a slow fade-in of a large sand dune. A light, mysterious chord plays. Then an unknown, growling voice says, There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Then, with a tense boom, a sweating, agitated person in stormtrooper armor pops up into the frame. He turns and looks around as probe droid sound effects play in the background. Right. (laughs) Right? So, that's a lot. Uh, I just want to ask a big-picture question this kind of whole intro package of the the first sounds, the first lines, the first character, uh, was this effective for you? And, and what did you feel like was the the goal of this opening? And, and did it
1: work on you? It was very effective because I was so excited we were going back to Tatooine. Just so excited because Star Wars needs to be on Tatooine, I thought. Um, it absolutely was effective because it was truly awakening. I think that's still one of the uh, great lines to start a, a, to any Star Wars trailer. that has been awakened. if you felt it because it's like I'm in my office chair going, I'm, I'm absolutely feeling it now. <laughs> absolutely feeling it now. Um, but uh, e- even in terms of the story and and every, this wake up uh, that's happening across the galaxy and you're seeing a Stormtrooper or someone in a Stormtrooper costume who uh, does not look in, in control, uh, that immediately, uh, I remember the, the conversations about just the gear, the look of the gear. Is he, a, is he an Imperial Stormtrooper? Or is it just, what is this? Who is this? We don't know about the First Order yet. Um, uh, we're, we're still a long time away from, the months away from learning about the First Order at Star Wars Celebration. Um, so a lot of about, speculation about that. So it, it, it was very effective just for being a familiar Star Wars setting, a familiar Star Wars costume, uh, but completely just something so new I didn't know what was happening.
2: Yeah, I, I think for me... Th- there has been an awakening have you felt it is an all-time trailer line it's a kind of a perfect star wars line for me because it sounds mm-hmm. deep and mysterious and and mythic of like an awakening and in the way it's said like everybody knows what an awakening is right yeah <laughs> but what is it exactly and then it, and then there is it's almost comic right of there's been an awakening have you felt it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, you know
2: many people made the joke of like yeah oh, the star wars alarm clock went off you know uh, for years so it's it's got depth and mystery but also like a, a sense of of fun yeah uh, to it uh so I feel like that line is so powerful I do think it works very well in the story of the movie that this is about a new generation coming into this fight and literally awakening all of the old things they come in contact with from the Falcon to Han to R2 to the question of is Luke gonna awaken at the end like I feel like it is totally earned within the story
5: Mm. but it is also
2: so much just about the fandom right of yeah Yeah. that gum you like is going to come back in style have you felt it you know (laughs) (laughs) is so powerful to me and i think that was obviously the goal and it was so effective in this shot and then on top of it this great mix of um you're sitting down you are watching this new star wars and and you're asking yourself as a viewer what's gonna happen in the great tease of very slowly just looking at a sand dune it's slow yeah for a while it lingers <laughs> and wondering where what's gonna happen right and and maybe by trailer language you kind of think that like maybe a ship is gonna come slowly down from the top right
1: oh totally yeah like the like the the the, the naboo the the, the droid uh, tanks coming over the hill
2: yeah right. Yeah, coming over the dune or or you know a ship slowly landing. So the fact that this urgent, frightened person pops up is it's so well done. Where you're asking, yeah. what's going to happen in this new Star Wars? I don't know, but it's going to be really <laughs> engaging and, and surprising, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that it is right away, great mix of old and new, right? It's um, the dune is totally familiar. That's Star Wars, right? The sounds are familiar. That's Star Wars. Uh, is that stormtrooper armor? Yes, but no. But and then, then yeah. who is this guy who is he connected to anyone we know is he a rebel in disguise is he a new imperial type uh what happened that our friends just let the empire come back like yeah. all of those questions are baked into that image
1: yeah absolutely uh absolutely yeah. and a and, and powerful choice to, to lead with uh boyega and uh i just it just uh I, I i as you're talking i'm going back to literally the, the second before I'm staring, I'm staring at the sand dunes and it's like, I wish I could go back and t- tell myself everything, you, everything's about to change for you as a Star Wars fan. The moment this next character pops up, it, it, a whole new era is beginning because you had no idea. Ship, whatever. I didn't think anyone's going to pop up. That's a great moment. It lingers just enough to have your entire lifetime of Star Wars fandom squeezed into that moment
2: yeah exactly uh so familiar so different what's going on with this maybe stormtrooper uh so back in the day uh it sounds like you were very well aware that's hey, that's andy circus uh but did you have any sort of opinion on the character that was talking
1: no i mean again stopping myself of going to actually just hear the dumb words i probably said back then um it wasn't too far off what we got with Snoke in the Force Awakens. I I, I might have been expecting more. I think the the last Jedi Snoke I, I wouldn't have been like oh, he's going to be in a gold cloak and uh, and definitely wouldn't have thought too much about um uh, the, the the Palpatine kind of connection later on, but I, 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 a Sith Lord like Dark Side user just made sense. Everything about circus's Reed. Um, who he was talking to, I might have, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily thinking it was the the, the broad sword saber holding dude. It might have been anybody, you know, it could have been Palpatine. I don't know, I, I but I saw him in that kind of shadowy, dark robe wearing villain.
2: Yeah, I think I was uh, the same way. I'm trying to think back. I think mm-hmm. I just yeah. was. I I was probably more intrigued of like who is he talking to? Yeah, what is he talking about? Uh, you know, what exactly does an awakening mean? You know, I, I was uh, very interested in in force lore and force theory. Like, does he have a holocron? <laughs> you know, what, what what is an awakening and who is awakening is really intrigued by that. But I didn't spend a lot of time wildly speculating. Right. Um, mm. the, I thought that the person that was talking was a scary jerk. <laughs> yeah 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 and I didn't give <laughs> it a honestly back then I didn't like I think if I was really thinking I would have been like is he an imperial dignitary is this Simalu or Janus Grigiatus
1: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, or just uh, you know as he came to be uh, another dark side user you know uh but all I cared about then scary jerk
1: scary jerk and look I'm going to like I'm trying to go back to that weekend and that week and that You know, a little bit later on, more analysis coming in. And then, you know, is he Plagueis? Is that uh, Plagueis' staff? And it's a joke we make here. But that that was, you know, it it wasn't too unreasonable to make that kind of leap to a a, a theory like that based on more things starting to come out. But going back to that weekend, yeah, I'm with you. Dark robe jerk. (laughs) Uh, yeah whoever he's
2: talking to he's probably uh happy that the dark side is rising but not so much with the light the light's Mm -hmm. probably a pain in his ass (laughs) uh speaking of that uh we get a quick cut to black and then we get a series of moving images with no specific context uh first up the world's first glimpse of bb-8 just a little bald droid hauling ass. <laughs> so, uh, did you think he was a main character? Did you think I just saw the new R two D two, or did you just think uh he's like gonk droid level important? He just looks cool, and so he's in the trailer.
1: That's a great question. I, I I I think I was onto it being the 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 one of the main droids. It just made sense, and it was such a good choice. I know we've talked about this many times over the years, but just like. It had that practical look, even though we know BB-8 wasn't as practical all the time as they were selling us uh, on. Uh, but there's a lot of practical things too. That uh, little droid, and just from the color scheme, that his is his head, so to speak, uh, which looked like an astromech droid. It just it, it pulled me in right away. It's still one of the great decisions to be like, boom, right away, you are getting this new droid. You're going to see it here in this trailer, and. I wasn't, I don't remember asking too much about, well, where's R2 and 3PO because we didn't see, we didn't see much and we only saw the new characters. So I think I was following that vibe and right. It just was so good. The sound, cause you know, you said it fade, the the fade to black's key and it come up and just like that rolling kind of beep and panic droid sound was really classic Star Wars.
2: It was classic Star Wars, yet so different. This is definitely like one of my favorite Star Wars memories, just burned into my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that what this droid was doing in that moment was saving Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I was so affected by BB-8 because look, the you know there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Uh, that kind of that wait, the mystery, a stormtrooper—that all felt like the 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 serious part of Star Wars. I liked, and then. This little droid has got that urgency of like that droid seems to need to get out of wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that droid's running right, uh, hauling, uh, as fast as he can. And I don't think he's like playing a fun sport at a park. No, no. <laughs> he's got a problem, right? Uh, so yeah. that it's got this urgency. But the biggest thing for me was he was aesthetically everything I dream of, of star Wars of like, yes, you look like you fit exactly into the world of star Wars. Like with that astromech head, with those sounds, uh, with that just utter charm, the way that R2 is like big block of metal, but you want to hug him. (laughs) And it had this little ball droid had recreated that while being totally new. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, to just remember how new that was, because now that's we, we've seen, you know, CB-23 and 2BB-2 yeah. and BB-9E. And, you know, we're used to it now. It's a design. It's right. what if a droid is nothing but a head and a ball?
1: <laughs> it was
2: so bonkers mm-hmm. and so new, but so perfectly Star Wars that I was just like, yeah, old and new, perfect. Great. Thank you, little Ball thing
1: <laughs> well and I, again I, I mentioned the color scheme because it is it's a real new hopey color scheme even to me uh, Yeah, what's what's going on with him uh that orange i i you think of well you think of oranges but you think of bba now yeah you really do orange stands out but it had a little blue it had a little it, it just it felt like uh he was uh rolling around uh, again Tatooine for me yeah, that's a very good point between the
2: sand dunes and the uh, rebel flight suits. You know, yeah. a new hope is a, uh, it is a uh, shilling for orange <laughs>
5: yeah,
2: <it is. laughs> as a color. And uh, you know, a lot of the merch had that uh, color mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Um, so yeah, so that, that is something that evoked it too. And then I, I think that this shot sticks with me too. Cause I had that emotional reaction. My wife did. And then seeing the number of people online, you know, that, just di- didn't know, didn't know this character's name. Didn't know if this character was in one shot is like, is he like pwned a level? Is he just like, right. we see a bunch of droids run and then <laughs> this yeah. is one shot, you know, to see the world charmed by him in a, uh, this is such a weird phrase to get to use in a proto grogu way. <laughs> yes. Of people being charmed by how cute this was. And I remember one of my friends being like, I don't know what your name I don't know your story, but I will do anything to help you. I'm just that, that fun of being utterly charmed by something. Yeah. Immediately. Superstar. Superstar. Little Ball Superstar. Yeah. So uh, that that's a, a huge, uh, a huge one for me. So then we move on. We get a flash of uh, the slick, shiny new stormtroopers all lined up under flashing lights. We see a glimpse of their blasters, uh, their armored faces and their armored feet as a ramp opens. Uh, what was your reaction to this shot? Did you did you really notice uh how different they looked as stormtroopers did you like it where do you go
1: i i love this sequence of shots the stormtrooper stuff um i was really i love i still do love the, the helmet design i think it's a great reworking of something that's classic and and this will come up again i think when talking about like, the x wings but i know i definitely remember being really big on this sequence joseph because it just seemed like it like it seemed like star wars in a modern a- era of filmmaking uh, which is not, again, I, I mentioned the prequels, but I'm not, not, not here to fully attack them. But, they, you know, they, they looked of their time. George was trying these things. You know, it was shot on blue screen. It has a look that doesn't necessarily always stand up, uh, even though I like what they accomplished with the tech there in the prequel era. Uh, but that, you know, we got Star Trek 2009, Abram Star Trek's in my head. I remember watching Abram Star Trek and going, man, I wish." I kind of wish Star Wars could get this. Treatment of, of, um, let's, let's make these movies during a modern time. And this stormtrooper sequence, uh, immediately checked that box for me. Or it was like, yeah. it looked like, oh my gosh, uh, we got, we actually have stormtroopers. So I almost wasn't concerned about the uh, slightly different. What are they? Is the empire? I just like, that is, we're going to get some great, great action. And it's going to look so real and lived in. Uh, not unlike the original trilogy, but now even just more modern with better technology, better cameras, better costumes, all those kind, all those kind of things um, that we'd already been experiencing with Dark Knight and MCU stuff by this point. Star Wars was going to get that, and this shot made me think that.
2: Yeah, well, I really like uh, hearing that reaction because I I think I don't think I thought about it in exactly that way, but I think I kind of felt it the same way mm-hmm. uh, that I liked that they were different. So it was stormtroopers, but you know, not just exactly. As they had looked, um, I think I just really liked the style of the shots because it looked to me like what the story of the stormtroopers uh, are is these, you know, faceless soldiers of uh, an authoritarian horror, right? Yeah, uh, the, the the face of uh, galactic fascism, right? Mm-hmm. And the way they look like they were all lined up, emotionless on their way to do some violence somewhere to someone. And the way it went from there, it, the, the shaking, you know, images in the dark, so you can't quite tell what's going on. The lights are going in and out. You just see the expressionless faces. Then you see the blasters, and then you see their feet, and they're on their way somewhere, you know? yeah. yeah. It added up to give this picture of, this is what the stormtroopers are, you know? Mm. A little bit of attachment, honestly, to, like, um, the shots of the clones toward the end of Attack of the Clones. Yes. It's really emphasizing the tragedy of a, a society having this kind of militarization, this emotionless, rigid militarization. Yeah. Um, and I liked how much it was evoking that. It looked like stormtroopers. It, it looked like how stormtroopers made me feel.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. And and I was really intrigued by what looked like them in a drop ship kind of vibe. You immediately kind of picked it up, which it was not unlike, again, Clone Wars. That's a great pull. Um, and I was Oddly excited and, and and not excited for uh, fascism to take over the galaxy, but just like <laughs> what? But when they open that door, what's going to happen now? We know later on it's a two and all village and, you know, it's a, almost a smaller sequence compared to probably what I was dreaming about. But it doesn't matter. Uh, and, and, and it'd be in the days and weeks after that. I, I would do the look at it and be like, I think the, there is a shorter one that might be boy egg. You know, I, I remember getting lost in those weeds. Hmm. But going to this weekend, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about, there There you go. This Star Wars is now in the modern era, and I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So then we get uh, the camera zooming towards a young woman in desert survival gear. Uh, She starts up an old-looking junkie speeder and blasts away across the sand. Uh, What are your thoughts on this shot in general? And I also want to ask you if you spent time wondering who she might be related to even then.
1: Um, he, he, yeah, the answer is too much time, right? Um, love this. Love this. We remember back then, uh, and I've seen some people tweet it out and it's hilarious. I laugh every time of, remember when this was the only shot we had of Daisy Ridley and it was like her headshot from like <laughs> her first <laughs> session of headshots. And it was like the only thing we knew, you know,, um, this was such a we just did not know what to expect with this performer. So I was uh, intrigued by that. and yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've got it uh, frozen here on, on uh, YouTube while we're talking. And, and and you know, the staff is front and center. And I can't deny that I've spent too many times on podcasts and shows talk, wondering about that staff, which just happened to look like a toy I had. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but again... In 2014. Why wouldn't you look at it and be like, "Who is this? What is that weapon? Is that a lightsaber? Could there be a lightsaber in it? Uh, yeah. And, and who is it? And and we know we we knew she was going to be in the position of being one of the, our new heroes in the story. So why wouldn't you under that setting? This this almost looks like she hung out with Luke on Tatooine.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you, you had answered earlier when we're talking in general that you did uh, do some cheekbone analysis. So you did, uh, you were already analyzing. Did you have a a thought that she's got to be related to someone or were you really going back and forth? Like, is she, uh, Luke's kid? Is she Han and Leia's kid? Is there a possibility she's not related to anyone? Uh,
1: So someone would have to remind me who actually remembers the clips. I think I was most in 2014 and 20 going into 2015 more on, uh, that's gotta be, I mean, capital G gotta be Luke's kid. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, and were you happy about that? Were you interested? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I knew I didn't, you know, even then it was uh, had a that contentious relationship with the EU. Uh, it wasn't, didn't want to follow the solo twins as much as other people <laughs> did. I'll respect to those that do. Um, I understood <laughs> it could be the possibility, uh, you know, that very much we just didn't, we just didn't know with it. There wasn't a ton of people coming out going, uh, you know, Joe, oh, no, JJ's never read air of the empire. Like we didn't know. <laughs> we put, Maybe he was, Um so all that, but yeah, no, I, 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 early on, very happy with the, this, this person here being one of our heroes. It just made sense because it, it just, it, it just ev- evokes, again, Luke, but the hero's journey beginning.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really great point. Uh, this shot, along with BBA, I think is one of the other ones that affected me the most because I just loved that speeder it feels weird now to be like yes no i'm i know it's being introduced to Mm -hmm. one of the main actors one of the main characters but i think at that time i really had that like great well wait and i'll see the story and they'll tell me um Mm -hmm. so my focus was on the speeder (laughs) oh Uh, yeah i love the urgency i love that it continued that like uh, is she running from the same thing or a different thing than the ball droid uh so that look behind her, like, I got to get out of here now. And the speed at which, th- which that speeder took off. But more than anything, that design, that has remained one of my favorite um, mm-hmm. designs of a vehicle in Star Wars. This was one of those other shots, much like BB-8, where I felt like that looks totally like Star Wars. Mm. Like something from A New Hope with, like, the the color and the lived in in the, like, it looks like it could uh, break down or be faster than anything else. Uh, But it was also, like, that weird shape I have not seen in Star Wars. The fact that it looks like, you know, this giant weird metal popsicle.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, For me, it hit that combination of what I was craving of. I did want some, mm. some of that original trilogy flair, some of that lived-in look. But I also wanted things to look is alien and weird to me as they did when I was a little kid. And this speeder did.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's without a doubt. It makes you think of Luke's land speeder by, by uh, color and almost design as it was as a land speeder on its side. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it did look like a pudding popper and ice cream uh, bar. And I kind of like that. I know it right away spoke of just simplicity that whoever this person is, has kind of a a little bit of a, a beat down, simple life, which is where you would won't probably expect your Star Wars heroes to start.
2: Yeah, it, it just it's playing with the language of Star Wars so well because yeah, it does kind of look like a a single <laughs> a mm-hmm. single seat land speeder, but it also definitely looked like a speeder bike of some kind. But yeah. then you go like, but I thought speeder bikes and even swoop bikes are stripped down, all their workings exposed. They're very thin, like. Whoa, this is like somehow a motorcycle
1: that is also a truck. <laughs> yeah, a motor truck. Um, I've got the next freeze for at the 40, uh, excuse me, the 42nd mark is where you notice that all the junk that's on the side in the previous shot is gone. So what was that? A VFX problem or just a clue? <laughs> well, I hope
2: somebody lost their job for that.
1: I say jokingly. <laughs>
2: absolutely joking so yeah love this uh, love the energy uh i did not give a ton of thought to uh, who is she related to i had my big pop of that when i i found a ray action figure which were hard to find back then and i remember looking at that action figure looking at a mold of an action figure and something deep inside me going uh, she's a skywalker <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i had that reaction more to an action figure uh it probably says more about me and my relationship to action figures than anything else Mm -hmm. So uh, moving on, we next get a shot of Oscar Isaac in a cockpit, rebel insignia on his head. Uh, It's, uh, again, familiar but different. And then X-Wing's buzzing a lake. Uh, Has Mm -hmm. this shot in the trailer and in the movie held up for you? Is this an iconic shot?
1: It it is. um, choose my words carefully. It's still better for me in the trailer than the movie. Okay. Uh, love it in the movie. Love the scene. Love the sequence. Takadana. Uh, but this is where, like I often say the Phantom Menace trailer, I go back and sometimes go, you know, whatever that movie was, I, I still would like to see <laughs> that version of it. Like it, it it just, you know, it cuts up like all trailers. It cuts up the plot and you just, your mind starts going to what you think the movie's about and the challenges to to engage with the, the movie that comes out. But I, this, that sequence had like end of the movie vibes to me and um we do get x-wings at the end of the movie but you know what i mean like so sometimes i remember distinctly remember a year later in the theater the first time um when this happens and i'm like oh oh it's only like halfway through the movie oh okay okay <laughs> i was let down i was let down because i just love the sequence and i've got a frozen here on my screen right now and that that shot that was um so many clipped out screenshot thumbnail images of Isaac uh, sitting there in the, in the cockpit and us analyzing every, every inch of his, uh, uh, well, I guess it's still kind of the rebels. It's still the red. It's still, but he's got a black helmet, (laughs) which I love. Um, and, and then just the shot of them over the water, going back to what I was saying of it's star Wars in a modern era. And one of my favorite things that will eventually emerge from force awakens is the realistic shots that are almost like wing point of view of the X wings over uh, Takadana, and then uh, later on in uh, on Starkiller Base. It's some of my favorite things about Force Awakens, and it was on display here. Them going over water was something that we hadn't seen before, but it just it looked like I was watching uh, a, a, a normal war picture, or something like that. You know, like like Brad Pitt's in a tank chasing these things. It just looks so real to me, uh, and yeah. I love that scene. I love this scene.
2: Yeah, I, I love the shot of uh, Oscar Isaac and seeing like, okay, well, the the Rebellion insignia is there and it, it is that great aesthetic, but it is different. It is new. Uh, but the, man, the X-Wing is buzzing the lake. I think, you know, growing up with the original trilogy, the X-Wings were huge for me and you only saw them do so many things in so many places in the movies, right? But then you read books or uh, I loved those Rogue Squadron video games. Mm. And for me, it was sort of like, You know, you get to do lots of different things and lots of different environments in an X-Wing. And there was a little bit of, like, that my video game fantasies, (laughs) the kind of things I do in video games are going to be on the big screen. X-Wing's buzzing a lake. Uh, The quality of the shot is great. It's a great shot. Uh, But I think for me, some of it was that, like, this is why I want to go back to Star Wars because I want to see um, all of the things that I know and like but i want to see them in new and different contexts that i've only been able to fantasize about before
1: uh, yeah 100% yeah yeah this was a little to go go back to the black back, backyard uh with your with your x-wing in hand uh and again i'm trying to go back to this weekend this trailer was out and i watched it time and time again uh where you know uh, later on the speculation we're looking at oh the wings are a little different it's a newer type of x didn't matter. That was the X-wing of my youth and it was on the screen and it was above a lake which clearly had to have been Naboo or Yavin.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. There are no other lakes in Star Wars. <laughs> uh yeah, I think the actual flavor of the shot too which got me excited uh not just from the like it's a uh, it's X-wings in a totally different context. Uh there's a kind of a, a and a hero shall arrive vibe, which is maybe where you got the feeling of this is third act, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but for me like um I think I've mentioned this before. There's a, uh, a a teen Titans comic book uh, that's literally called there shall come a Titan when most of the teen Titans team has, uh, has fallen and uh, a couple of Titans show up and like, we're not done yet. Um, And I recently rewatched, this is so, so dumb and weird, but I recently rewatched the first episode of cheers. uh, When Rebecca has come on as a main character, Mm. Sam has sold the bar and he's just trying to get back as a bartender and uh, they, they make a bet that the current bartender knows every cocktail ever. So they get all of the regulars at Cheers to come back and order a made-up drink. <laughs> and they come from all sides ordering this weird drink. And it's this, I remember as a kid getting this weird tingly sensation. <laughs> and it, it, it is a specific and a hero shall rise vibe that I love. Of Like, it looks like all is lost, but wait, who's that? Ordering a drink,
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like from, from glory. If this who, this man shall fall, who shall pick up the flag?
2: Yeah, Cliff Clavin, I guess. <laughs> um, but this shot had that vibe to me of the way they were buzzing in. Like, yeah, we are here to save the bleeping day.
1: And it's uh, you know it, the vibe is. Rebellion. Uh, we might have been like, oh, new Republican. Da, 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 da. But like it just had rebellion coming in to save uh, other rebels. And, and absolutely. And, and Oscar Isaac, man, he, he, he uh, he's, he's great in the cockpit. All right. I, 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 you know, I know Rise of Skywalker. Some people have heard criticisms nuts to that. He's he's great in the next wing. A great, great uh, cockpit acting. Yes. Uh, And then
2: uh, this weekend when I was out of town by the ocean, I saw a bunch of uh, birds buzz a lake and it made me think of this shot. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Uh, So then there's another cut to black and a mysterious hooded figure in black stomps through a dark snowy forest. The voice, which has been quiet for a little while now says the dark side and the figure ignites a shaky red blade and two smaller side blades or cross guard or quillions or any number of description that people will be happy to share with you to this day. <laughs> uh, did you think this was cool, or did you have an internal or external debate about this crazy lightsaber?
1: So I I, I thought it was cool. I had questions. Uh, I, again... Tempted to see what and listen to what I actually said during this time, but that was cool. Also, it's 2014. I'm still a big game of Thrones fan. I still talk about it every week on a podcast, but in 2014, that's all I thought about sometimes. So (laughs) the fact that I had a lightsaber that kind of looked like Jon Snow could grab it. Ah, I was extra happy and extra happy to see that, uh, you know, and and just speculation. It's also interesting as, as you and I are talking, I am, I am, uh, I'm sure you're doing it as well, but I'm, I'm 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 freeze framing through the trailer, right? Just clicking mm. over if you scroll over this part of the trailer uh which is the 53, 54-second and 55 second mark, there is a little note that says most viewed. This is the most viewed really? shot of the trailer. <laughs> wow
2: i'm not surprised by that at yeah. all
1: i'm scanning through it i'm scanning through it and this is all of a sudden it pops up 54 seconds there's a little note that says most viewed
2: that does not surprise me in the slightest it, i remember it as long as maybe more of my comedy friends were uh, into uh, uh, bb8 but mm-hmm. this is the one i remember really driving the debate in the discussion oh yeah so yeah. you just thought it was cool. You thought that maybe that's that. What is it? Oathkeeper is that one of the names of the swords? And
1: Oathkeeper, uh, yeah. Ice uh, Longclaw, name name a sword other than Widow Widow's Whale, and I'll tell you, it's great. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, but I, I'm not saying that with, again within a couple days or a couple episodes, I might have been enjoying enjoying uh, this, having that debate of what is it and how does this work and so. Yeah, I'm sure I did, but uh, come on, Dark Side user, Red Blade. You know, I I was there for the mall reveal. You know, so were you. I was there. This this was something I needed. Yeah, this is the one where I, I think I I have grown and and changed
2: the most because I think you know I was yeah. thrilled to see a red lightsaber. I was very curious about who this mysterious figure was, but I got all caught up in is the blade cool or not? Did it work or not? Um, mm-hmm. I think I was torn. I feel like I liked it, but I also felt like it was trying to one-up uh, the impact of Darth Maul's double-blade in The Phantom Menace. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I think I was having the bias of somebody who had, you know, I, I often have had the bias of somebody who grew up with the original trilogy, uh, but then in that moment, I had the bias of somebody whose mind was blown by a truly different lightsaber when that Phantom Menace trailer came out, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I felt like, uh, you just, I, I think to me, it, it felt at the time You know, preface this with, I no longer feel this way. It felt at the time, like almost a joke version, right? Because Maul brings up his blade and then from both sides, huge, right? And this is like, oh, it's from both sides, but it's so small. (laughs) (laughs) Look at those wee little blades. Am I supposed to be frightened of those wee little blades? You know, Um, and it was, you know, it was a different time for me as a fan. It was a different time uh, uh, for Twitter. Um, I think I tweeted some, some jokes And um, I I got a lot of uh, very angry uh, sword-splaining responses (laughs) uh, uh, about that. And then I made a joke about getting the sword-splaining responses, which uh, Neil Gaiman retweeted. And then I got a lot more sword-splaining responses. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the first times, like, oh, I stepped in it uh i was trying to make a star wars joke and i stepped in something and i have made
1: <laughs>
2: uh, long-term sword fans extremely angry uh and i even i have a bit in uh, in in one of my comedy albums about it because i i did stand up about it about not not being sure about this lightsaber and how angry it made people that i wasn't sure about this lightsaber um so for me, it's a real connection to, to this moment because there, there was, you know, in my own personal life, from my comedy to my Twitter feed, uh, a lot of fallout yeah. <laughs> uh, from it. Um, I think th- the thing that's really fun to reflect now after all these years, uh, Ken, and having a different attitude toward talking about Star Wars and processing Star Wars is I go to the shot. when I'm I'm putting together our notes, right? And I'm Hmm. thinking like, what should we talk about? Obviously, we'll talk in general about, you know, do we like the shot? What did we think back then? And I'm realizing how little I thought about everything else in the shot
1: Mm. because I
2: was hyper-focused on what I wasn't sure about. It's exactly, (laughs) you know, what we talk about with Qui-Gon of your focus determines your reality. When I saw this, I had those negative feelings of, is it just trying and failing to recreate the magic of Maul's Blade in the Phantom Menace trailer? I was focused on the negative, mm-hmm. and because of that, I didn't look at like all the things I love now, because I see the shot now and I'm like, but that dark snowy forest, like he's just yeah. like he is there's a Star Wars character just marching through German folklore in this shot. It's so cool. It's like, who's he going to attack? The Brothers Grimm? Like, it's so cool. And I love it. I love it to death, the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. The the Adam Driver's Choice, or whoever suggested that he do the Kylo Ren stomp Stomp. when he ignites that blade is one of my favorite physical acting things in Star Wars. There's so much that I watch this now. And say I'm in love with. And the honesty is, I didn't focus on any of that because I was focused on the negative.
1: Oh, this should be an art piece hanging in your living room. It's a beautiful <laughs> shot. No wonder it's uh, 25 million uh, plus views on this trailer as of today. And uh, this is no wonder it's the most viewed. It's it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. How much? And I look. I love. Uh, I'll you know, joking here. You and I both have grown as Star Wars fans, but I, I've you know had some. Big growth from 2014 to 2021, 20, uh, uh, where I know you, themes and stuff have always been just something that you've been interested in and out of Star Wars. How much does this moment? How much is it? It's it just the way they did the reveal. If the, the that beat between the the blade ignites and then the cross guard ignites is that was that beat the thing that brought you down? It just couldn't. It you couldn't separate it from the mall. I I think maybe. The
2: beat is certainly like a reveal. Like in, you know, there's going to be more, but for this section of the trailer, it feels like the, you know, if you're not watching the time code, you could feel like, is that the big finish? Right. Here's where I think the disconnect was for me and the way I would look at this now is I had a disconnect between waiting to hear the story and just being concerned about behind the scenes.
1: Right, right.
2: In particular, I love Kylo's shaky blade. I love uh um the the energy shooting out because mm-hmm. regardless of it, the sword logic which i understand there's there's much of and i've i've learned a lot uh, yeah no, <laughs> about true. swords in these years um but that it, it storytelling wise i love it and would never question it now because it fits kylo's character it's right. telling us so much about him that his blade doesn't quite work right and it's shooting energy out of the sides like i know there's practical it's a it's a design and there's mm. practical reasons for it but in terms of kylo ren it's also a part of the storytelling of like i unstable blades are bursting out three different places because i'm not holding myself together right right that's the story that's what what's helped it what helps uh, the visual storytelling that's what we're being told we're being told a part of who kylo ren is by this blade but i didn't have the patience to wait for that and instead yeah. i made guesses about what the creators were trying to do. I made the yeah, guess that yeah. they were trying to manipulate me by saying, uh, I know you star Wars fans need a new lightsaber and everything. So here you go. Yeah. You, uh, and and uh, yeah, they're trying to market it because it's something new and different. They're trying to show us something cool and new and different, but there's a reason for it being there. Yeah. It isn't just empty manipulation. And I didn't have the patience back then or the perspective to focus on the story
1: rather than wildly guess at the creator's intentions. Uh, I mean, it's great marketing. You hear, you hear that sound? That is my Kylo Ren lightsaber. <laughs> it's great marketing. Yeah, I have like at a minimum of
2: ten of these lightsabers in my home right now because I have that many Kylo Ren action figures. You know,
1: all right? No, um, I think no, I think that that that's that's actually a huge growth point. That patience thing. And and seeing what's there, and I think it's a big thing that fuels a lot of in our conversations. This engagement uh, with what's there and all that kind of stuff. But it's a challenge of us viewers, especially if you don't get to binge it all in one weekend. I just had a conversation with Grace this weekend. There's a, a show that's out that's a returning show that she's a big fan of, and three episodes in, she's like, I, I don't really like it. I'm like, Why? She's like, I just don't know where they're going. I'm like, Well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah, give give it away. Give it. You know, if you you know it doesn't it doesn't connect, it doesn't connect. But we're going to find out where they're going. They got eight episodes or 10 episodes to tell us. So that this is a, to see and, and have you call that out. as kind of like an early moment for you to be like, all right, here, here we go. I'm not, I'm not waiting. I'm not, not allowing myself to wait. I'm leaping to huge conclusions based off this one 50 shot, 55 seconds into this trailer.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that, I, I, I just think that's a big thing for me of like, yeah, it, it is, it is marketing. That's the whole point. Yeah, and if yeah. they don't get people hyped, we won't spend money and then the film will fail. And then we'll all spend a bunch of time talking about why the film failed. Marketing is real. Yeah. It is needed. But I think you can let yourself just fall into the cynicism of that. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: And I think that's what happened for me is there is a storytelling reason for this lightsaber. And mm-hmm. this has been, was one of my, my teaching moments, just like, wait for the story because yeah it, it, star Wars Disney's a giant corporation that is trying to make money they market things um but they're creators who care who are making this and there's almost always a storytelling reason yeah if you give it time
1: I, I was very cynical about some of the beats and some of the rogue one trailers where I was just really I didn't like the way it was cut together and maybe uh, I don't know the acting seemed off to me and everything and and and, and now it's around the stuff around Jen and and rebellions are built on hope of that whole, you know, in her, her big speech before they hit the beach of Scarif. And as you and I just discussed this past weekend uh, uh, on Star Wars Ranked, I, it, it's some of my favorite stuff now. Because I just, I was too I, I was too easy to, to you know, uh, it was just too easy to let that cynicism flood into into my uh, Star Wars love and heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I engaged in some cynicism, but I also have fond memories, even though it, uh, it was a... <laughs> explosive time on twitter for me i still have fond memories because it was just a debate right (laughs) about do you like that lightsaber yeah no (laughs) so uh, many fond memories and good life lessons from this one shot which i now love uh with all my heart especially since it's only in the trailer right it's a similar shot but it's not the stomp and ignite which i just love i
1: do love that stomp yeah.
2: All right. Moving on from the stomp as we head toward the end of this teaser trailer, there is another cut to black and the voice continues having said the dark side and the voice says, and the light. There is a slight beat. Then the Falcon roars into the sky with the Star Wars theme blaring. It does a flip. Two TIE fighters buzz the old Corellian freighter and we cut to the Star Wars logo and the words The Force Awakens slowly appear in between Star and Wars, and finally the words December 2015 appear on the screen. So, Ken, what for you was the power of this big finish? What was the impact of seeing the Falcon back in action and that main blaring here-we-go music?
1: It was everything. It's everything. It's the heart of this trailer for me. Like I said, it's, 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 it wasn't going to say, Hey, here's Han, Luke and Leia and Chewie and everyone, you know, yet it's like, here's the ship and that's kind of all you need and what it represents. And even then uh, you could, you know, you, it was very easy to say, Hey, this represents all these things in star Wars. Um, it is hope moving forward in a lot of ways. It's the ship that saves the day. So many, so many times. Um, so it worked for me on that level. I, I that beat, that's the greatest pause you know, uh, uh, Semisonic, uh, the bandmates talk about uh, what they call the Bob Rock pause. I may have mentioned it here on the show before because uh, occasionally we talk about music, but Bob Rock is a music producer and he puts in right before a chorus at one point in the song, there's a pause. And then when it hits, when that chorus hits, it's even more catchy than it was before. Like it is it's, it's a tactic and closing time is an example of that. This is a Bob Rock pause to me. That is this, <laughs> this, 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 the dark side and the light and the, and the words are just, you know, circus is chewing those words up. And then boom, that explosion. I, I, I didn't cry. I wasn't in a, you know, I was in the office, a lot of things going on, but like the, I, it might've been a Ned Flanders scream for me. <laughs> it was that powerful because it was everything. It's everything, man.
2: Yeah, I think it it did just blow away. I, it clearly, went on in, in a minute and twenty seconds on an emotional ride here, you know, mm-hmm. on Black Friday with my wife of, uh, uh, oh, an awakening. Oh, it's it's back. What's going on? There's so much urgency. that that droid is so amazing. Oh, oh, that speeder is so amazing. A oh, lightsaber, ah, and then this uh, erased any of that. Right? It was yeah. just it was the the fulfillment of the line. Uh, there has been an awakening. Right. Right. Um it was ultimately like a fantasy coming true because again, like you grew up with the, if you grew up with the original trilogy and then, you know, the special editions come out and there's a lot of squabbling and fighting about that. And then Star Wars takes this shift into the prequels where it is a really different aesthetic. Mm. And then that wraps up and and Lucas himself is like, yeah, no, I did it. Uh, That's a wrap on Star Wars. Uh, I guess we'll do the Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. But you're solidly in that other world. Yeah. Uh, uh, That, that, you know, expanded palette of the prequels, uh, which I which I loved part of and came to love, but the Falcon, right? I mean yeah. yeah. The Falcon is Star Wars. And with that main theme, and I, I don't think I definitely didn't think about it at the time, but now really watching it with that mindset of you know, what what part of Star Wars are you emphasizing? Are you emphasizing like they do in later uh uh parts and later trailers, the, you know, the force and family and connection and this is just adventure serial right there yeah. there's urgency and uh there's dark side and light side fighting and the falcon's back and there's just this blast of heroic music it was an awakening
1: yeah uh, absolutely was absolutely yeah uh, and 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 didn't um and even you know the reveal of the Falcon in force awakens with uh, the garbage will do I mean we, you and I talked about the power of that moment, even knowing that the falcon was coming, that moment caught me off guard and it, and it worked all over again. It's just you know the falcon pops up and I get excited <laughs> I, i'm like yeah. I'm like Han and solo when he sees it for the first time. Wow, get me on board yeah, exactly, and I think it also much like the x wings buzzing
2: the lake, mm. it was really important, or like the um. The, the style of filming of the stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah It was like this thing that I know and love is back, but that is a very different shot in a very modern shot. Right. Totally. And I think that was really powerful uh, for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, even in, in looking at the freeze frame system around, you know, we got, we got, there's, there's some Abrams lens flare, which is such a, you know, punchline. Uh, and maybe you don't need every one of them. It's so effective. In this sequence, because it what you and I have been kind of talking about this whole time about Star Wars in the modern age and Star Wars. Oh, my gosh, it's there. And it's real. Um, It that whole sequence that it's that it's a falcon above sand during the day. And it looks like it's happening in my backyard. That's part of the genius of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, the literal like roller coaster loop de loop thrill uh, of the falcon there. I also just really liked. I think at the time I kind of felt like, okay, well, they're, they're holding back on, you know, who, who's a Jedi or, you know, or Luke reveal, because I think in star Wars language, or especially marketing language before this, the light side is a Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah. The light side is a lightsaber. So for me that also felt like, cause I grew up with the light side is maybe the rebel insignia, definitely mm-hmm. a hand holding a lightsaber, You know, a Jedi whipping down their hood. Those are the images that I expect to go with. You know, there's been Awakening, the Dark Side, and the Light. And so it was, for me, casting the Falcon in a slightly different role. Mm. Not that I didn't associate it with the heroes, but that was like, there's the roguish. That was the thing that's like, it's falling apart, but it's got some surprises. So I just kind of really liked how much it was saying that, like, yeah, no. The Falcon is a symbol of the light side of the Force. You no, know?
1: yeah, I I get what you're saying. I I, I almost unspoken, growing up with like again, Hans the scoundrel guy. That's a ship. That's his uh, floating RV. And 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 uh, not as, it's 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 called a hunk of junk time and time again. So maybe we view it like that. But the, um, you're right. It wasn't uh, the green blade wasn't ignited that we might have expected. Or or Luke takes his cowl off and he's here to say, you know, they could they could have done they could have done that final shot from the hill. Of, of luke taking his you know his cow off that could have been the shot and we would have been yeah. wow they didn't want to they didn't need to <laughs> this was the shot and so,
2: oh man can you imagine if that was in the trailer a year out and yeah
1: then- <laughs> and then that's all I
2: got. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure a lot of fans process it differently and i'm sure some fans are like yeah no of course the falcon yeah the, the ship that helped destroy the second death star uh yeah no it's a symbol yeah. of the light but for me, I think growing up so, like, Luke and the Force and then Han, yeah. that, that's his, that's his broken-down hot rod that has surprises, you know, in it. <laughs> it, it, it that's, that's the ship that, that runs away from being captured by bounty hunters. Uh, to see it firmly said as, you know, it is a symbol of of the light side mm-hmm. It was really, really cool to me.
1: Absolutely. Uh, again, everything.
2: Everything. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit at the top, but as we're wrapping up here, I want to... Uh, Take your get your thoughts on uh, tr- if a trailer like this would work for the next big screen Star Wars film. Like the next big screen Star Wars film, there's going to be a, have been a solid break uh, from mm-hmm. having Star Wars on the big screen. Do you think a trailer like this might work, or is it entirely a product of its time?
1: I, I think it could work. I I think they settled into a nice style with the trailers. Like I like I said, they they. I mean, it's not lather, rinse, repeat at all, but it's like the, the, all the other movies, Solo, Rogue One included, had... Solo was different. Solo was different. The music was different. But even then, it has that... It has the image, images and then this December or this May and then sweeping music and, and everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. They, they really settled into a nice, warm formula with the trailers for the movies. I think you have the ability to do something different now. You, you know, you will, you will have some time and it will make it feel... I think it'll do a little bit... It could could in a little way, recapture some of this 2014 magic, which we'll never really experience again. We'll never really experience the 1999 magic again. We'll never really experience the 2014, 2015 magic again. That I get. But you know what I mean? If just, like, whether if it's Rogue Squadron or Taika Waititi presents uh, the, the funny, happy, dry humor Star Wars film, whatever. <laughs> um, if we just get a minute 20 shot, 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 music cue boom something new and you we might probably wouldn't it wouldn't be a falcon or something we know I really think it could work I'm not trying to boil it down to just this formula but a teaser that's truly a tease a year out six months out from a new Star Wars film I think some of the uh, that, that, that magic uh, would be there I think so too
2: I think that yeah, it's a different kind of hype. The Phantom Menace trailer was brand new Star Wars. Like that, yeah. was, the fun of that was, what is that? And the new things, right? The mm-hmm. who are these characters? And the double bladed lightsaber and the young Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, all that stuff. Uh, and this really was uh, an awakening of Star Wars in general, but lots of original trilogy flair. And along with the amazing impossibility of the big three coming back, right? Yeah. the actors. Yeah. Um, so that is a unique. Energy of return and going from George Lucas saying "I did it," yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I finished Star Wars to the impossibility of him selling it and it coming back. Um, that can't be replicated. But I do think exactly as you're saying this tease structure of just really making you go, "Oh, that was a really interesting character." Mm -hmm. Uh, that character is in an environment I only half recognize. What's their problem? (laughs) What's going on? That just sense of being teased, giving nothing in in the narrative, just the energy and the mood and the aesthetic and giving fans plenty of room to speculate and dream, Mm. speculate responsibly, hopefully, (laughs) um, as we say here on Force Center. Um, But I also just think that there is room and need for, by the time Star Wars does come back to the big screen, Mm -hmm. whatever the project is, there needs to be a real perspective in the way it's sold, right? Yeah. Because it can't be, we made another Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to, whatever it is they're trying to sell, if it's that, it's, if it ended up being Rogue Squadron, you know, push back a year, um, I know that's not the scuttlebutt right now, but I'm just using it yeah. for instance, then it would really need to be like, you've never flown in Star Wars like you're going to fly in this film, right? right?
1: Right, right. Or
2: if it is, Taiki Y Wait- Waititi taking a more comic approach, like, Star Wars has never been this much fun, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whatever the kind of angle is, it's gotta be as powerful in my opinion as the awakening is in this. Yes. And so maybe it's not the, the, this energy of, isn't it amazing that Star Wars is back? Mm -hmm. I, but I think it could have a little bit of like, isn't it amazing that Star Wars is back on the big screen? Like, right. How, you know isn't the thrill of star remember the thrill of seeing star wars you know Mm -hmm. or or maybe it's even the whole mission of this is to show you you've never seen star wars like this like yep it's another star wars you can see it on disney plus constantly (laughs) but not in the theater not like this and not with this take right i i think the trailer uh, could possibly use some of whatever it is could use some of this force awakens teaser energy.
1: Uh totally agree. It, it almost as if the the selling point needs to be instead of see it again for the first time of leave your house again for the first time. <laughs> <in> Star Wars. <laughs>
2: Star Wars put on pants. It's <laughs> worth it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I I'm, I'm hoping. I'd love to experience this kind of a uh you know, where we have 6 months of the same minute and 20 seconds. Oh man,
2: that would be great. I would love that. And if it lands on Black Friday this time, uh, you will not be at a
1: mall. Uh, You know, not, 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 not this year, at least.
2: (laughs) The future is always in motion. Uh, Ken, my final question for you is uh, just a fun one. If there was a trailer for your Thanksgiving this year, uh, what would that look like?
1: (laughs) For this year? Uh, This year, a lot better. Uh, It'd just be uh, shots of uh, first an empty couch, uh, and then uh, a dog on a couch and then Grace sit down and then me uh, sit down with some uh, vegan mac and cheese and then a ghost show coming on and maybe a Bond film. Hope. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, and that would be the, and it would be just a go home again for the first time. <laughs> um, yeah. but remember how good the couch yeah, can be it's just us this this particular holiday we celebrated a little early with her sister but i, I think the the previous years would be a wide variety you would either have shots of people ripping down uh metal glass doors <laughs> uh people fighting over nike shoes um a real big punch out inside to victoria's secret one time uh you could have had all that uh, as well as some serious things I, I won't scare you all with. Shot, 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 and then just pan in on me. And I'm like Han in, in the uh, it's true all of it moment. I'm just like in a disheveled, unf- uh, you know, ill-fitting suit, just uh, clean shaven with, you know, coffee stains on a tie. And it's just <laughs> like, can this man get through it all?
2: uh i like your uh both of your thanksgiving trailers and i like that uh one sounds a little bit better than the other uh (laughs) just for your life yeah it's fun to think about it back in the day of like yeah there'd be a a, a shot of me trying to shovel my car out from snow (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a shot of me trying to apologize to one group of in-laws because we have to go see the other (laughs) in-laws a shot of me on a ladder trying to put the letters on a marquee for a holiday show without slipping and dying <laughs> uh, it would have been very very eventful uh in this year I think uh mostly just loving shots of pie
1: yeah
2: and then just to add some extra energy uh swearing at the christmas tree lights love putting the christmas tree lights up but uh i, I i've uh, discussed it with sarah and i just i have permission to get annoyed with the lights and swear <laughs> at them <laughs> love it so a little little tiny bit of conflict but other than that uh, a very good good time and we hope anybody uh, listening mm-hmm. who celebrates uh thanksgiving or just celebrates having some time off around this time yeah. is uh having a great celebration and enjoying themselves and getting some time to relax and think fond thoughts about Star Wars. Any uh, any concluding thoughts as we la- wrap up here, Ken?
1: No, nah, we, we're joking about the passing of time, uh, both how fast and how slow it is. It, it, it's literally three lifetimes ago for me in terms of career. Uh, Force Center was still a year away from starting. We did not start until uh, the, uh, right, right uh, October 2015. Uh, crazy to go back to those times, but one thing that's uh, still there, was there, and always will be there for me, and I know you, Joseph, and many listening here, is that joy. That fist pumping, uh, eyes tearing up, joy at seeing Star Wars.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really uh, grateful for the memories, both the very positive and the instructive, uh, from this <laughs> teaser back in the day. And man, when I just look at it now, it there is it, it is very pure. This is just mm-hmm. a really thrilling trailer asking you to remember that that Star Wars is. It's fun that Star Wars is a, a thrill ride that it's got depth to it. It's got ideas to it. it, it there, there's a lot at stake. There's urgency, but also man, it's just so fun. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good thing for me to watch every once in a while and just to uh, try to have, <laughs> have an
1: awakening. <laughs> it is man. alone at home. Do it do it it's a great thing it's a great fun thing to put on some Star Wars trailers what do you think Mark Ellis does on the road do you think he's a the high life is a comic no kids he goes back to his hotel room has a Coors Light and watches the Star Wars trailers on repeat I've been there it's a fun thing
2: <laughs> well that sounds like a fun Thanksgiving too uh, and with that in mind Ken do you want to let people know where they can find
1: us yes I do we are the Force Center podcast feed we can be found on Twitter Force Center pod our Facebook page is Force Center podcast we are on Instagram and YouTube as well I always say Hey, we're not as active on those things right now. More things coming. But wh- now that you can upload from your desktop onto Instagram, I'm, I'm I'm making a point to put more things on our Instagram page. Uh, Podcast is available in a lot of different spots, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, in and more. And we're uh, I'll, uh, I'll throw in a wild card, Joseph. Going to tease. There's uh, going to be something coming your way on uh, where you can find Force Center uh, information soon. It's going to be really cool. We. I can't wait to share that with you. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. Go to my website, catnapsack.com. If you want more information on all the things I do, including stand up comedy with Mark Ellis will be on the road mid December in Washington, DC at the comedy loft four shows, check out there. Uh, Or you can just follow me at Cadnapsock, Joseph, you. Yeah, I can't wait uh, to
2: share our, some of our Four Center awakenings mm. uh, for myself. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, com for all of my other comedy adventures, including... Uh, my Star Wars comedy album uh, that features some outdated opinions from me, recorded (laughs) on an album that you can purchase. That one's called uh, Rebel Scum, Uh, so check that out if you are interested. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for that mysterious, charming little ball droid, this has been Force Center.